Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh everyone and welcome back to another session of the IFG weekly tafsir. For those of you new to our series, in this tafsir we look at key verses pertaining to business, money, finance and society, ponder over them and draw forth actionable points of benefit. Today we're going to be going through verse 35 from Surah Al-Ma'idah and sharing some brief thoughts and reflections over its meanings. The verse goes as follows. A'udhu billahi minash rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullaha wabtagu ilayhi al-wasila وَجَاهِدُوا فِي سَبِيلِهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ And the translation is as follows. O believers, be mindful of Allah and seek what brings you closer to Him and struggle in His way so you may be successful. Now this verse is really interesting, although it's very generic. And the title of this tafsir that I chose was The Mindset for Success. And really what this shows is that you see in society, the life coaches and motivational speakers are hugely popular everyone loves listening to talks by people that you know motivate them and get them fired up for life but here allah has said to us that you know he's given us the lowdown on do that which will bring you closer to allah and this really represents our mindset especially in business personal finance and investment because if we keep this mindset that look Everything in this world is eventually going to perish. You're not going to take anything with you to the grave. All your money, all your belongings, all your assets, everything you build up, the moment you die, it's going to leave you. And forget even death. Before that, it might leave you at any point. The only thing that will remain with you are your good deeds. The only thing that will stay with you and even go surpass your good deeds, surpass the grave, are your good deeds. So if you have that mindset with regards to all your business, finance, personal finance, investment related business, then we would think a lot differently. And one of the things that we've been talking a lot about this Ramadan is charity. Now, a lot of the times when we give charity, we give it based on emotion. We see a picture of a starving child or we see homeless people in this TV ad. And we're like, you know, that evokes our emotions because we see it. So then we want to give all our money towards that one cause. But really, and I'm not saying that Muslims shouldn't give to that cause. Of course, I'm saying we should give to those causes. They're worthwhile causes. But there are so many causes out there that need attention that many people aren't giving to because those causes are either niche or they don't have a big marketing budget or they're not able to you know, buy all the TV ads or space on the London buses, for example. And because of that, if we thought impactfully, where does our money need to go for Muslims to develop a stronger foothold in society, we would give very differently. For example, media. Media is one of the most powerful tools that exists in society. Currently, it's one of the tools that's used to demonize Muslims to the greatest extent in the society we know today. So why wouldn't we as Muslims fund our own trusted Muslim media organizations so that we can combat this? And other such things as governmental organizations that can lobby parliament, lobby the government for Muslim requirements. 
And what we see is that when Muslims don't give thoughtfully, you leave big gaps that you're vulnerable to. And therefore, we have to be impactful with our giving. We have to be impactful with where we put our money and think about it in the long term. Because ultimately, when you think long term and you think with a Jannah-centric mindset, you're thinking about, okay, how can I maximize my investment and make sure I reap the rewards? Because if we approach charity or even anything else in this mindset that, look, is this going to take me closer to Allah or is this going to take me further away? And that applies to charity, business, finance, anything that you do. So if we're, because we're talking about charity right now, if I say that, okay, I could give this 300 pounds towards building a water well in Africa, or I could perhaps invest that same 300 pounds in a Muslim education service to, that educates converts to Islam, for example. If we think about it that way, you know, many water wells are donated, but not many people are donating towards this education service. And if you're thinking about the positive impact that this education service is having on society, then you'd think that my rewards are multiplied and better spent in this area where it's more needed than, for example, a water well, which maybe there's hundreds being donated a day. And that's just an example in the charity sector. But now let's think about it in the investment space. So when we think about business and finance and money making, we think, oh, this is a dunya endeavor. Whereas the Sahaba never thought about it this way. There was no dichotomy between deen and dunya. There was what brings you closer to Allah and what takes you further away from him. So if you think to yourself, okay, is this action going to take me closer to Allah, even though it's a business transaction? then that's a worthwhile, worthwhile transaction if it's going to take you closer to him. Why? For example, we know that if we deal righteously in our business contracts, then we are essentially gaining reward for being righteous in that. But if we have the right intention of pleasing Allah, therefore you've turned a business contract into ibadah just by doing it the right way. And that's how we should think of it. We shouldn't think, oh, anything dunya related is all dunya and it's not going to get us reward. No, every action, even if it's dunya related or akhirah related, is all akhirah related. Because you could be doing a business transaction and you could do it a haram way. You could do it in a manner that's not befitting of a Muslim and sin. Or you could do it the right way with the right intention, hoping to please Allah by being a righteous businessman or woman. And by that, you've earned reward by doing it the right way. So what I'm trying to say is that from this verse, we understand that there is no dichotomy between deen and dunya necessarily. What we understand is that there are actions that take us closer to Allah and actions that take us further away from Allah. And Allah has commanded us to take those, go towards those actions that bring us closer to Him. So we really need to think about that. We really need to think about that in all aspects of our lives, not just business, finance, money, and investment related. Also think about it in your marital life, your family life, your day-to-day -day interactions with strangers. Am I, is this bringing me closer to Allah or is it taking me further away? Think about that with your time as well. When you're spending time watching Netflix, playing video games, think, is this taking, bringing me closer to Allah? Is it not? And if we have this mentality towards everything, then our asset, 
our currency becomes our time because our time is what we use to do righteous actions. And if we think about that way, if you think about time as currency, then essentially everyone's heard of the uh, saying, what is it? Time is money. So if you think about it literally in that sense that every second can either be spent earning towards Jannah or earning towards Jahannam, then you're going to spend that currency wisely, i.e. you're going to spend your time wisely. And therefore, every action that you do, whether it's business, finance, charity, investment related stuff, you're all going to do things towards actions that will please Allah. And lastly, when I talk about investments now, similarly to charity, we can be giving charity to organizations that can be making a real difference. It doesn't just have to build a masjid or to fund students abroad or to look after refugees, though those are all worthwhile causes. But we should also look at investments in other areas that are much needed. For example, youth clubs, there's many such media endeavors, all these sort of things need good investment. And when it comes to literal investment, when we talk about in a finance sense, like stocks and shares and stuff, think about supporting companies that are revolutionizing the world, that are changing things for the better. This could be green energy companies. And you could do all of that, invest in a green energy company with a Akhara-centric mindset, with a mindset to please Allah. So if you're doing it with the intention that, oh Allah, I'm investing in this green energy company because I want this earth to be well looked after. I want this earth that you created, that you made us stewards for. I'm investing in this company for the good of mankind, for the good of the earth and as a khulafa upon the earth, then you get reward for that. And you're investing in a company, you're going to make profit for that, inshallah. But that's not the mindset that we usually think with. So my final and concluding point with you, my dear brothers and sisters, is that don't think about things in a deen and dunya sense. Think about it in the sense of, will this take me closer to Allah or will this take me further away from Allah? Will this please Allah or will this displease Allah? And every action of yours should be on this mindset. Is it for Allah? Is this for me or is this against me? Will this please Allah? Will this displease Allah? And if you think like that, you will build taqwa inshallah because that is what taqwa is. God consciousness, consciousness of your actions. And with that, we conclude Jazakallah khairan for joining us for another session of the IFG Weekly Tafsir. Insha'Allah, see you next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. If you got this far, you must have enjoyed the podcast, which means you'll definitely love our other episodes and other content we produce as well, insha'Allah. Be sure to check out the website, islamicfinanceguru.com, as well as our YouTube channel and social media. Until next time, assalamu alaikum.